because sometimes also people don't know how to tell their story. It's actually yeah. quite hard to tell your own story. <laughs> Me sitting here is actually, you know, it's quite, you don't talk about yourself that often. So, you know, we help people be able to go, oh, actually that's not really a newsworthy angle, but this, this is great. G'day and welcome back to the Coast and Commerce podcast. I'm Ben from Innovate Media and this is the show where we bring stories, insight and inspiration from business leaders across the Sunshine Coast and beyond. And one of those business leaders I'm joined by today is Helen Perry from Fresh PR and Marketing. Helen, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you here as one of our first guests on the Coast and Commerce podcast. But for those that haven't come across Fresh PR and Marketing or yourself and your amazing team of freshies, as you guys call yourself, <laughs> I think. <laughs> we do call ourselves freshies, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about like, who are you and, and what do you mm. guys do? Okay. Um, well, Fresh has actually been around for 20 years next year. So we've been around for a little while Have on the Sunshine Coast. Have you been with them the whole time? No. Yeah. I actually joined, um, yeah, probably 12, 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. So, but Maya started Maya it. Started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my business partner, Maya Gurry, and I have Fresh and we've got a team of another six people as well. Um, and yeah, we're a PR and marketing company. So pretty much a full suite boutique agency that works from the Sunshine Coast, but we've got clients all over the country. So, yeah. Fantastic. Are there any specific industries that you guys kind of focus on working with? Or No, not really. I mean, there's particular industries we like, but <laughs> being on the Sunshine Coast, you know, we have just an incredible diversity of businesses. So I quite enjoy just uncovering those, but we've got some big clients as well. So, and they have national audiences. So yeah, we've got a real, every day is different. And that's what I love, you know, like every day we've got, you know, we've got a media up down, you know, maybe down here at Stockland or we've got, you know, an opening, you know, where we've done a lot of marketing collateral of a new development or something. Um, and then we're working with smaller businesses that, you know, just need our help with newsletters and, and some copy. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool. So tell me your story, Helen, before yeah. joining Fresh and kicking off that PR and marketing journey. Like what was your background? What, what got you into this world that you're in now? Uh, it wasn't straightforward. It never is. <laughs> so I didn't go to uni and then just fall into marketing. It was a bit of a, a, a more crooked path than that. But I, my first degree is actually a Bachelor of Fine Art. Oh, right. Okay. So what I was your specialty? What were you majoring? Design. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I was always planning to be a designer, um, but I wasn't particularly good. So, <laughs> so I actually ended up being I, – I, I worked out I was much better at communicating mm. um, with written words um, than – than pictures so but it actually formed a basis of a really strong good understanding of branding and design work and all of the principles that we work with every day yeah. so it's kind of unique to have that background but it, but I, I, I love it I've got a, a not so secret passion for the arts so um, and actually run another business called Australian Wearable Art Festival as well so yeah yeah awesome but I think that creativity really impacts on the work I do every day, yeah. you know, being able to be a creative problem solver, you know, so. Yeah. Well, uh, that actually makes me think. So how important do you think design is in a brand? 
Like oh. I think a lot of people think of brand and they think of design straight away. They think, oh, branding means logos and business cards and letterheads, right? But how important is design in the essence of a brand is probably mm. a better way to put it. And I think what Fresh do, we actually work with the design but also the written word. You know, mm. we're storytellers. So it's really important to have the visual elements um, convey a brand's personality. So I'm a big believer that you need to work out what is the personality of the brand, what's actually going to emotionally connect you with a brand. Yeah. Um, and once you've worked that out, then it's a combination e- equally as important, the, the written word and the design. Mm. So, yeah, so we partner, we've got a great design partner in Horse and Water um, and we work with them all the time creating brands. We did the the Caloundra, the new Caloundra brand just recently. So, yeah, yeah. And that was a real process of engaging with the community and understanding, you know, what the community needed, taking them on a journey um, and that's a really hard one to get right because there's so many stakeholders. But, um, yeah, the... The, the lo- it was more than just a logo, you know, a brand is much more than just a logo. It's about, yeah, trying to encapsulate the, the essence, you know, of, of that business or product or community. So, yeah. Yeah. So you, you do work with a lot of Sunshine Coast-based businesses and also wider field as well. But when you think about businesses on the Sunshine Coast, obviously there's a lot of small micro small businesses, but there's also some businesses kicking well above their weight. Kicking above their weight? Is that the right term? You know kicking goals? I, I don't know. I don't, they're kicking goals and yeah. they're, they're playing above their weight. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. go with that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, you know yes. where I'm going with I know that, right? So we've got I'm a range of businesses here on the coast. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think is kind of, you know, when you think about the coast business ecosystem, what do you think is the thing that brings us all together as businesses, the kind of mm. underlying story behind businesses? Is there one? Mm. Wow, it's a really, it's a really good question. Um, I mean, a lot of us have – we've either been drawn to the Sunshine Coast or we've stayed on the Sunshine Coast for, for the lifestyle and, yeah. you know, that work-life balance and stuff. But I think that um, generally speaking – businesses on the coast are quite entrepreneurial or innovative um, in their approach. Um, They've made their base, the Sunshine Coast, which essentially is still a regional part of Australia. Mm. Um, And we find that, you know, like we're, yes, working with more and more businesses outside this region because I think, you know, there's a uniqueness of being based here and having that grassroots kind of approach. And lots of businesses, you know, they have done the hard yards, you know, and I think they understand – they've done lots of work on their business to, to, to be able to understand the growth principles. So, so yeah, so I think it's maybe – maybe there's a narrative of, you know, sort of more grassroots approach um, of businesses working on the coast. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I, I think – more and more metro businesses are looking to regional areas to be supported by because it's a very genuine authentic kind of messaging you know yeah. like and and way of working like i think we're all pretty we're not relaxed i don't think we're relaxed <laughs> you know we're not all sitting around in our bodies you know on the beach all day but i think you know we definitely have a genuine way of communicating and and some of those more metro areas 
it's a bit cookie cutter, you know, like yeah. so. And I think we don't do that on the coast. We're definitely not cookie cutter up here. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. And I did mm. throw that question at you a little bit out of the blue. Yeah. But you know, I actually really <laughs> align well. I align well with what you, you're saying there because I mm. think more or less, and this is a generalisation, but mm. we choose businesses choose to be on the coast. Either yes. they choose to move here and set up base here or they choose to start something here and stay here. Mm. And that's a choice, mm. right, because maybe – in certain industries, there might be easier paths to market in capital cities, although that's changing on the coast. I think, mm. you know, definitely as a regional area where we're punching above our weight. Punching that's above it. Our weight. You got it. <laughs> there we go. You know, definitely yep. that, that's changing. Yeah. I, I agree. And, you know, mm. I think that the growth across the economy, the business economy on the Sunshine Coast has been like over 4% year on year is a stat that I had recently mm. for many mm. years. So we're, we're a growing region for sure. But, mm. you know, I think we choose to be here. And I think that comes with it some some you know some stories behind that and as well. and, uh, and potentially it's a really supportive environment for business as well because mm. we are all in the same kind of boat. I you know just recently went to the business wards and you know a lot of my competitors, if you like, were there and we're all friends and we're all talking about the market and the environment that you know that we're currently operating in. And I just go, you'd never get that. In yeah. a metro area, you know, I, I think it's amazing that we can, I mean, we've been around for a while on the coast, so we know a lot of people, but, you know, I think it's testament to the culture of the coast that we are all, you know, great, commu you know, we all communicate with one another and have each other's back, you know, and yeah. I think that's really, really lovely and really attractive to business. So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think we can talk about the, the unicorns and rainbows of being on the Sunshine Coast, but there is challenges <laughs> as well, right? Yeah, I, you know, I think sure. that what, so I'm interested to explore with you, Helen, what are some of the common challenges that you see either small or whatever scale of business come up against when it comes to getting their, their messaging, getting their marketing, getting their business heard on the Sunshine Coast being based mm. here? I think originally when we first started out, People didn't even know what PR was. Mm. <laughs> so there was a bit of education around, oh, actually, it's, it's not advertising. You know, everyone thinks that PR is, well, they did. I, and I think we've come a long way in the last 20 years. Lots of people understand the importance of PR now. Um, but, yeah, look, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge for us to actually be able to, you know, convey the difference between all the different types of marketing you know, platforms that we have now. I think, you know, people are really time poor. You know, when, you, when you're running a, a smaller business, um, you just don't have time to be able to, you know, focus and give, give the appropriate, you know, sort of space for growth, yeah. you know. We don't, we don't tend – and we, we do that too. You know, we actually made a very concerted effort last year to go actually – we want to grow and we're going to actually put our big girl panties on and we're actually going to put the staff on and put things in place for that. And I see a lot of smaller businesses that oh, they, they, they're a bit restricted. Get stuck in the weeds yeah, sometimes, yeah, don't you? Yeah, in absolutely. The day -to -day. Yeah. And, and people, you know, you can go, oh, look, I don't have the budget or whatever. But I, I'm a big believer, no matter what you budget, it's, it's about just getting the message right and being able to directly communicate with that target audience. So it doesn't necessarily mean a lot of dollars. You know, to get quick wins, often it's, it's talking to, to fans that already know you. Mm. So, you know, like, yeah, that can be a bit, 
you know, prohibitive. People kind of go, I haven't got any money and I, or I haven't got it. I don't think I have enough money, you know, and actually, well, it doesn't need to be thousands and thousands. So, yeah. Yeah. So you, you said there that the perception of PR or the the misconception of PR has been around for a while. But we, all, we just drink cocktails all day, Ben. <laughs> I'm, I'm just – look, I, I'm actually going to throw it at you though, but what is PR though? Because, yeah. you know, I might have a misconception of what is PR or public yeah. relations. So yeah. what do you think it actually is though? Like mm. how would you summarise that for someone? Hmm. And this is what we've built our business on. PR is definitely what we started with. We have sort of diversified over the years, but PR is definitely our core base. So, I mean, essentially it's about communicating your story to your target audience, you know, and usually, traditionally, that has been through, you know, media. So we, you know, do media ops, we write media releases and send that out to sometimes national, international audiences. Um, and it's really about crafting a story that that has a newsworthy angle. Um, so if people come to us and they go, oh, you know, I've got this product or whatever, how's it different? How's it unique? Why would someone actually want to read about your story? Yeah. It does need you, – you think of yourself on a Saturday morning when you're reading the, the paper – anyone does that anymore but yes <laughs> you want to read newsworthy stories you want to connect with those stories you want to feel like oh I really understand what that person was going through so what we do is we kind of tap into that and unlock that for for people because so, sometimes also people don't know how to tell their story it's actually yeah. quite hard to tell your own story <laughs> me sitting here is actually you know it's quite you don't talk about yourself that often so you know, we help people be able to go, oh, actually that's not really a newsworthy angle but this this is great, you know. So um, I get a lot of satisfaction out of doing that, you know, and being able to kind of widen that network, raise awareness for people. But, yeah, PR is a, it's about events as well. It's about connecting. So, you know, that can be in all shapes and forms. We're content creators now, you know, like we will write a media release for someone and then – that could be leveraged across a whole lot of social media platforms or newsletters or whatever way on your website, whatever you need. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you, you know, traditionally PR and, and media opportunities used to be about leveraging those existing media channels that were out of your control. Yeah. But now for so many businesses, they are their own media company, right? They can Absolutely. they can control and create and publish their own media yep. so easily. Yep. And that's, a, I think, a good way to think about it. Totally. Your, your social media and your content creation, whether it be creating your own podcast or mm. or writing a blog article or posting a, you know, a thread on yep. Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, all of that is media. Yeah. It, it's putting a message out into the world and hopefully it's relevant and engaging for someone to read mm. or else it's probably going to fail, right? Uh, I think we're in a really unique position now. Like, you know, it definitely has changed. You're right. You know, traditionally you didn't have control and people were actually really afraid of media, hmm. you know, like, like – Misconstrued or – Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, they're, they're going to they're gonna take my story and run it in a completely negative way. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that we've worked with, you know, we do media training and stuff and people are really scared of, of media – and I think that's really changed over over the last few years because more of our clients are taking control of the message. And I suppose that's why you engage a PR agency because you, you are able to craft um, that story and be able to deliver it 
they just, you know, media will just love that, make it easier for media to be mm. able to go, oh, that's a great news story. I'm going to, I'm going to run that. Um, but, but even more so, you, you know, media are really finding every, every week it's, it's harder and harder to create that, that content and anything that we can do in terms of providing great video, you know, um, interviews or anything like that, then we, we put them in a package for media that is is really easily accessible and you know really easy for them to utilize so more and more of of people of clients creating their own content is happening so yeah well i mean you would probably know this more than me but i believe that those media companies now they're, they need to publish so much content and, and so, you know, frequently update things and have fresh new content. Mm. So the easier that a business can make it Absolutely. to make that job easier for the, the publishers of the yeah. content, the better. The more likely they're going to run with your story. And right? and we're a trusted um, partner with media as well. So I suppose, you know, we, we provide a really unbiased, you know, sort of um, story. So we, we're kind of doing the media's work for them in some ways. You know, we try and just assist them as best we can. Yeah. Um, but we are that in-between kind of conduit between the client and the media just because the media, yeah, are really appreciative when we can do that. So, yeah. yeah. So what would you say to that, that small business owner who is thinking that they haven't got a media story to tell, you know, like that I think there's a bit of a challenge for businesses of thinking, well, I just want to sell my stuff. You know, the only message I want to get out there is is buy my stuff, you know, or I've got great stuff better than the other guys. You should buy from me, more yeah. or less, right? But how do you spin that into a media story that actually that media cares about and the ultimately the readers care about? Well, the consumers care about what you're talking about is if you the sales message is often the what you know I have x amount of widgets buy my stuff that's that's what it is but what we're really wanting to do is engage people on the why you yeah. know why would I want to buy this over anything else um, and and that's a big difference you know I, I mean I'm always giving the advice to people you know if they're they're doing any kind of marketing, you know, between 80, 80%, 90%, you know, it shouldn't be the sales message. The sales message should only really be 10% because the the content that you've created about the why convinces people on what, you know, on why they would actually want to buy the mm. widgets, you know. it's it's It actually connects people to a, a genuine and authentic story. And, you know, it's, a, it's proven that... If you read editorial and then you've got the advertisement, people are going to believe the editorial way more than they will the advertisement. The advertisement's always great or always got a place. You know, if you're running an event, you want to have all the details really clear of the when, what, why, um, how. But, yeah, from a PR perspective and to – I feel like that genuine, authentic content is, is yeah, is 80 to 90% of your messaging. That's – it's really important. And how do you help those business owners who think they don't really have a why? You know, they're just they're, they're selling a, a, a widget. They're selling yeah. a thing, right? Yeah. Everyone has a why. Yeah. And, I, you know, you, you, you asked me straight away at the beginning, well, you know, who's Helen? Why, you know, why, why have you ended up in this 
spot. You know, every, everyone has a why. It's how much you want to tap into that. You mm. know, some people don't feel comfortable tapping into their why too much. You know, I'm very successfully selling my widgets and I don't particularly want to talk about my why, you know. But then there's other people and actually I, I would dare say the more successful businesses that have tapped into that and they've gone, I see real value in sharing my story because that's how people are going to connect with me and my widgets, you know. So, yeah. yeah. So so sharing your story as the, the founder or the business owner or is is one angle there you know i guess the other the other why angle that you could get, lean into is is why your product matters as well right Absolutely. like why your yep. solution sure. matters to people and and making that relevant to the reader or the the viewer or the person today and i think any business can find some way that makes their product or service mm. relevant to a, a, an issue mm. or a challenge mm. that society is going through or their audience is going through it's about matching that product or service with the correct audience though you know so i think it's really important that you don't you don't go into a marketing campaign thinking i'm going to talk to everyone you know like that that's just too broad and too general and you you might connect with a really small percentage of the population but you'll be off message because you're trying to talk to everyone. It's way better to go, who's really who's really going to value what I'm doing here and what do they look like? Where are they? And how how can I actually target my message to suit that? That that's where the real gold happens when you're actually matching, you know, the need with the with the product or the service. So Yeah. It's running it through that filter of the old idea of it's not about you, it's about them. It's about yes, it's about yeah. the people that you serve in your business. And for media, it's about the the reader of that piece of content or the viewer of that piece of content. Mm. Why would this matter to them? Mm. You know, and, and so I, if, and I I love looking at the psychographics of a you know yeah. of that person. That's you know, are they are they reading the article in the newspaper on the Saturday morning or are they reading it? you know, online, at work, you know, I, I love this, the psychology behind that, you know, and, and that actually means that you speak to those people in a, in a different voice, mm. you know, um, and, and I'm a, a personality like you and I, we've got lots of different facets to our personality, you know, and we react differently when we're, we're with work colleagues or friends or family or whatever. And a, and a brand or a, a company, you know, brand should be the same. I, I'm a big believer that you should have, you know, multi-layered. Like there's, there's, there's different target audiences maybe. For, like definitely for us, we've worked with bigger businesses, smaller businesses. So, you know, I think you can alter, you know, the voice slightly or the messaging slightly to, to address those different, different audiences and to actually show different sides of your personality which I think is people I mean are so savvy these days you know like we're all we've been sold to so much you know and people understand when they're being sold to yeah um I think that's the key you know don't don't ever try and do that you know it's it's very much about just yeah keeping it real so you know getting that relevance to the audiences is important but then you know, I think for some businesses, particularly if they're a product or a service or a business or brand that's been around for a long time, it's also about 
staying fresh, right? Fresh PR. Good word. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that that's a challenge for people too, right? Yeah. They're like, you know, people heard this story before. Like people know why they need to buy, you know, this type of product, you know, like how can I make that mm. fresh and relevant and, mm. and, you know, a newsworthy in inverted commas story today to both suit my benefits as a business mm-hmm. but also you know, actually get the message out there. So how do you help people navigate that? Yeah, and we've got a few clients. I mean, having been in business for a while, we've got clients that we've had for 15, 17, you know, like a number of years um, delivering the same product every year. You know, I'm thinking of some events that we've done that with and I, every year you've got to come up with, well, what's the story that's actually going to capture the hearts, you know, of people this year. So it is about, um, you know, being able to tap into maybe slightly different audiences, you know, that we've always, you know, been targeting a slightly older demographic. Maybe we'll tap into the family market, you know, maybe we've got some room to grow into a new market here. You know, it's it's kind of just getting some perspective, you know. I think, you know, we all work in our business and, you know, very rarely hop out and, and, and get that perspective. Um, but that's, you know, I kind of go, well, that's what we do. You know, we offer people that perspective, um, and, and an opportunity to look at things from different angles. But yeah, I mean, it, it helps when you talk to someone, I think, you know, if you work in quite solitary, um, you know, it always helps to kind of talk to someone and then, you know, you'll see maybe a different angle that you haven't seen before. You know, I think that's 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 actually the real benefit of working with people like us. You know, I kind of go, you know, you, you it's a different person that's not working in your everyday business. It's not there just churning, churning, churning. We work with a whole lot of other different businesses. We might have seen something, you know, over here working with one business that could really work well for this business over here, maybe even collaborate, you know, like so... I'm a big collaborator, I feel like, you know, and connector, you know, I like yeah. I like connecting people because I think that, you know, that's where you can actually get a bit of a fresh take on things. So, yeah. Yeah. There's this uh, this idea of the curse of knowledge, you know, you might be familiar with mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm sure our, our viewers and listeners have come across this idea, whether they've heard it referred to as that or not, but the idea of the curse of knowledge is, you, you know, you, you know something so intensely and so personally, which you do when you're in business, whether yeah. you're an employee or you're the owner of a business that often having that outside perspective allows you to see things mm. in, in a new light, right? The, another saying I use quite a bit is the idea of you can't read the label from inside the bottle, you know. So having a That's company a like yeah. Fresh PR to come in just to hear your story first, like I'm sure with your initial client you would you'd just hear their story and, and I'm sure you would immediately bounce back to them things that they're like, oh, never really – thought of yeah. that way oh, oh yeah. that's nice to hear it from your perspective you know because mm. we do this all the time mm. so mm. you know having that outside perspective is is critical I think but the other mm. thing I just want to touch on that you talked about there is the idea of looking for collaborations and yeah. partnerships and and opening up new opportunities in your business because again when when you have one thing that's potentially you've just been doing the same thing for so long mm. bring that into another context or a new audience or a you know combine it with something and it becomes a yeah. whole new possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. And that actually works for startups as well, particularly for startups, you know. Um, whenever I speak to someone that is just, you know, just just open the door, I go, okay, so who are, who are some people that are like-minded, 
maybe already, you know, established, not necessarily a competitor, but people that you can work with to actually build your brand recognition within their networks, you know. And so that's a really good one because through that like-minded kind of approach, they're going to just naturally attract, you know, like attracts like. So, you know, that's a, that's, and yeah, I'm a big believer that that kind of open collaborative approach is, you know, whatever you give comes back you know so so yes so I I, it works for for really established businesses that need to just shake it up a bit or people that are just starting out so yeah yeah excellent so you know being based on the Sunshine Coast we've talked about the challenges that they have we talk about the opportunities here as well but things are moving pretty fast right I think anyone in business today you know whether they're at you know, the forefront of the technology in the industry, whatever, like they're probably feeling like, uh, how do I stay ahead of the competition? How do I stay ahead of the changes in my industry or my market? How importantly do I stay ahead of, you know, mm. marketing and, and not being forgotten about by my target audience or having some mm. upstart competition coming and taking all my customers? <laughs> You know, these are these are very yeah. real problems people think Absolutely. about. So how does, yeah. how does what you guys do in, in with PR and marketing, mm. you know, how do you help people just stay ahead of the curve, so to speak? Yeah, look, I mean, consistency is key for me. I think that, you know, consistently speaking to your target audience, to your, to your fans, you know, mm. um, don't underestimate the value of your fans, but... Um, so it's when you say fans there, because some people are thinking, I don't have any fans, I'm not a pop star. No. What do you mean by that? You, everyone has fans, like, you know, people that love you, if love what you do, you know, the people that wave the flag for you, that are referring work to you, any any of those types of people. Yeah. We, we've got freshy fans that we love and we look after and deliver donuts to. And, you know, like I kind of go, that that. That is actually really important. So even the people that aren't maybe a direct client for you but love what you do, um, you know, they're, they're just as important if not, you know, more important to look after. So but consistently communicating with with clients, fans, you know, and the wider general public. But um, I think, yeah, it, it if you're not, con- I think we get caught up in. Oh, it's got to, you know, we've got to, we've got to be saying something new all the time. Actually, you you don't have to always say something new, but you do just need to be repeatedly seen. You know, and that's that's one hundred and one with branding, right? You know, that visibility of a brand. So you might be sending out a newsletter to people, but um, you know, and you get thirty percent that'll actually open the newsletter, but. People have actually seen your brand. They've felt communicated with, even if they've not read the newsletter. You yeah. know, it's really valuable to keep that because one day they will open it and they'll go, right when I need it, I'll open it, you know. So so the consistency is really important. So, Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's what you guys do. That's how you help people, right? Yeah. So yeah. can you tell us for people that are uh, just coming across Fresh PR for the first time or haven't met you before, yep. where's the best place for people to come and get some help, maybe chat yeah. to you, like what, how, how do you, how do you get new people into what you do? We, we don't ever advertise, which is, we've been very, well, lucky or That's I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah. No, we, but uh, people will be able to find everything they need to know on our website. So, and you can see the whole team on there. Um, so yeah, that's just fresh, prm.com.au. 
um, yeah, and, you know, that's got all our contact details and stuff there and we're really happy to have a coffee or a chat with people and just, you know, just have a chat and see what they need. Often people come to us and they've got, I, I don't know, I don't know whether I need PR or I need advertising, I don't know what I need and that's fine, you yeah. know, it's actually just the starting point that you picked up the phone and you've gone, oh, I think I need I need some help. I need some outside eyes, you know. So, yeah. yeah. And as we've established today, getting those outside eyes, which is what these guys can do for you as well, is, is sometimes just what you need to see what you don't see yep. in your business when you're stuck in the weeds. Yep. yep. Helen, thanks for joining me on the Coast to Commerce podcast. This has been – it's not Coast to Commerce. Coast and Commerce. <laughs> Whatever. It's a new show. We'll get there. <laughs> thanks for joining me on the Coast and Commerce podcast. This has been fun. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And for you guys, if you are new to this show or you've watched a couple but you haven't yet subscribed, do that now. Hit subscribe on YouTube or on the podcast player that you're listening to this on and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.